0: back to the crossover podcast the show where we get comics pop culture and sports and it is time for well more sports talk uh, as we are talking about the divisional round in the national football league i'm your host as always matt Pearson. joining me today is bill needles how are you bill
1: i am doing very well thank you sir
0: all right good to have you with us and rounding up the trifecta as always is craig needles how the heck are you craig
2: I'm uh, ready for what should be a pretty good weekend of football.
0: Yeah, I mean, this
2: ga- is the best weekend of the year for football. You
0: know, yeah, yeah, and the matchups are, are quite juicy uh, this week as opposed to last week, which, like, I mean, we were fine with it. We a, a, a combined f- like thirteen and five, I think we were last week, and uh, it was quite good. The only
2: wound up placing a bet on every game last week and went 6 and 0 against the spread.
0: Yeah, it was it was great. The only thing we missed was last, uh, we were all on Philly last week and and as bad as that game was, Philly had the ball with a chance for one of the all-time and, worst yeah, covers, now, right? Like <laughs> when
2: I was placing my bets, I changed my cuz uh it wound up getting down to 7 on um, on Bodog.
0: Yeah, that's so too
2: bad. I'm like, well, no, this is going to be Tampa Bay now. So when I wound up actually putting my money in, uh, I went six and oh, so that was pretty, that was nice. pretty fun. It was a profitable weekend.
0: Yeah. My house. yeah. And Bill, uh, Billy and I were on the, uh, the new England Patriots. That, those were the two that we got wrong. And, woof for that new england patriots uh before we get into this yeah i
2: think that josh allen was gonna have the best football game that anyone's played this season
0: yeah i mean (laughs) let's let's get into it let's get into it and talk about that because that felt like a torch passing and like i i was watching because that game was on saturday night so i i didn't fully absorb it as it was going on because i think like i was watching like the, the 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 avalanche were playing somebody at the same time that the the leafs were also playing and and uh Oh, I was watching uh, the Steve Dangle. He, he does those watch alongs because Sid Sixero, who I, I like, was on the watch along with him. So I was watching that, and and I was I was watching the Bills, and I just kind of kept looking back, and every time I was like, "Boy, the Bills are killing them." And it wasn't that I went back and looked at the game score that it was like they scored a touchdown every single time they possessed the football, and the Patriots like like it was it was damn near a perfect game of football, and I don't want oh it's bad, and I don't want to jinx it. Felt like a bit of a torch pass type of game there. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it seemed like, like... Are
2: you saying that we might have uh, two decades where the Patriots just absolutely cannot beat Josh Allen? Because... Yeah. Sign
0: me up. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope for that. I don't, I don't want to say it's a full, but like man, like that 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 Patriots team, like uh, Craig and like you and I had been talking most of the years on the most of the year on this podcast and we certainly did uh, on the on the pre uh the the unders pod at the beginning of the season that the Patriots just don't have a lot of talent and, and they were they were they were a tad fraudulent and boy the Bills really exposed them.
2: Well, I I will see this. They were like, I think they were okay. Like, the the defense was legit. Bill Check is still a wizard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The offense, though, we started to see some problems as the year wore on. Whereas, you know, teams were, were, I don't even know if realizing is the right word, but we're deciding that, all right, we're going to do what we can against the run, and Mac Jones is going to try to throw, have to throw outside the numbers to beat us. And he was not able to do that against anyone other than Jacksonville. Uh, The defense, you know, got a little worn down. They just need, They need elite playmakers on offense, of which they currently have zero. That's what they need. They just don't have anyone who's like that. That's their situation.
1: Yeah, and they were able to do that with Tom Brady because Tom Brady can turn you know an average receiver into a great one. Um, Mm -hmm. But they haven't been able to get any talent outside of like the like Mac Jones has been fine. Um,
0: Yeah, it's a good rookie year. It's a good rookie year for Mac Jones, I thought.
1: Like yeah, he was he was fine. He was good.
2: He had a good year. Radio, at least, has Gronkowski, who, you know, was an elite playmaker. You know, like, there were there were guys that were around. But if you look at the people that are catching the ball right now, like Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, that, by the way, that signing looks bad, Johnny Smith. Yeah. Uh, look at Kendrick Bourne on the outside. Nelson Aguilar had a play that, like, he probably shouldn't be able to break up that Micah Hyde interception, which, by the way, was a fantastic play by Micah Hyde. But still, um, like, th- th- that's just not good enough compared to what they should be able to do. So uh, we'll see what they do this offseason. I suspect that uh, if there's talk about uh, elite pass catchers uh, being on the move, there'll be a team that uh, is associated with that.
0: Yeah, because that was the thing that everybody was flashing afterwards was that uh, the Patriots drafted, what was it, Nikhil Harry in the first round? That, that wide receiver who's uh, not very good. And then I think Debo Samuel went two picks after him or something like that. and then, Yeah, so yeah. This,
2: is, this is the draft that um, New England drafted Nikhil Harry. Let me read to you the wide receivers that were taken subsequently after Nikhil Harry was taken in that draft, and I'm just talking about the next 20 picks or so, the next 20 picks. Here's the uh, the, the situation with uh, with New England and what they wound up doing. And look, I know that this is you know hindsight, blah 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 blah. Here are the next wide receivers taken. Uh, so Harry goes at 32, pick 36, Debo Samuel, pretty good player. Uh pick fifty one, AJ Brown. Pretty good player. Pick fifty six, McCole Hardman. Pretty good player. Uh pick sixty four, DK Metcalf. Oof. Pretty good player. Uh like so again, I'm not expecting Belichick to be undefeated at the draft.
0: But wide receiver's been his Achilles heel. It has been, it has been the Patriots' he Achilles heel.
2: ...are the two spots that they always seem to miss. Uh, so th- that's that's what happened there. And someone said on, on Twitter the other day, you know, is Tom Brady still playing for New England right now if they had taken Metcalf or Samuel or A.J. Brown in that spot? And, like, the answer is maybe to that. Mm-hmm. Like, part of the reason why Brady's just like, you know what, forget it, was... That he looked around, and he's like, well, this isn't as good as, say, oh, I don't know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I, mean, I can <laughs> talk Gronk into coming with me. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, 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 you know, I, 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 like, Gronk basically does whatever I say, so yeah, <laughs> if, if I tell him to show up, he will. Yeah. Um, I understand why Brady kind of looked around the room and was like, you know what, I'm going to go play for a different team, uh, which clearly has worked out for him. So, yeah, they, they've got to find a way to get some elite playmakers because um, the offensive line is good. Quarterback, I think, is is, is good. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite quarterback, but I think if he, can, he can be a solid, he can be a good quarterback. Um, so we'll see if they can get some guys around him that can make some plays.
0: Yeah, it, to me, the, the glorious thing that's going to be, that, that hopefully we live in this universe, uh, it, 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 the defining moment for when this Patriots dynasty will be over for me, if I'm like it's looking at my crystal ball, I think it's going to be when Bill Belichick does finally retire and Josh McDaniels gets to take over after an alleged decade of him being like I'm going to get the keys to the car and I'm going to you know take it and, and run with it and he's going to be a fucking disaster at the head of the at the head of the New England Patriots and it is going to be so hilarious that that entitled little worm josh mcdaniels like when he flames out and the potato faces are wanting to ride his ass out around that is going to be so fucking sweet <laughs> especially on like social media and you know, stuff
1: for, for broncos
2: fans certainly yeah like and like
0: and colts fans remember don't forget he fucked over colts fans too right like that when that little worm flames out in new england and the and the potato faces ride him right out of town that is going to be so great to watch honestly
2: Broncos fans just come to mind first for me. Here's what I was saying about oh, the era.
0: Yeah. Here's
2: what I was saying about the McDaniel's era. Uh, they got the second pick in the draft out of it, and Von Miller. Yeah, had a pretty nice in Denver. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> I will say that for Josh McDaniel's his yeah. tanking
1: was good. Yeah, 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 he's a good rebuilding coach.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good. As long as he does uh, has anything to do with the actual rebuild, um. A couple teams, uh, a couple of the teams that lost that I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um I'll just briefly talk about the Raiders. I mean, that was kind of a weird game. the 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 whistle play was kind of strange, but I don't think there was much there because, like, I just like,
2: I mean, I it was it, just a, a properly blown whistle. That if that whistle was not blown. That play turns out the exact way i are.
0: think so too which is why i'm not too beaten up about it and raiders fans i i like as vocal as they can be i haven't seen them on on social media being like we got totally fucked it, it, I, they were more pissed off about the uh about the spike on first down when it was for it when when they were uh when they were on the nine yard line right like they were they were way more pissed off about that which why i why
2: can't if you can get out of line of scrimmage to, to why can't you run a play from there
0: you know yeah I mean? and even yeah and like there were like 30-ish seconds there was plenty of time for Carr to line them up and 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 you know get them and together and...
2: hey i don't like goal line fades but mm-hmm. if you have 30 seconds and you have four plays making one of them a goal line fade is fine
0: right? yeah yeah it, it was yeah it, it was that 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 was what uh
2: yeah waller on your team like you can run that route to him yeah fine
0: i just thought yeah i thought i thought that was actually a, a really good football game um I mean, that was I, the I,
2: only. That was the only football game that was interesting in all four quarters all weekend. True, because yeah. Dallas, you know, Dallas so, San Francisco yeah. had an interesting fourth quarter. Everything else, we had a pretty good idea midway through the second quarter. This is done. Yeah. Well, Kansas City was like, the last play before the, the half. But when they when the, uh, the Steelers had that third and twenty, and they let Kelsey go for a forty yard touchdown, you are like, all right, we're done. Yeah,
0: guys. with like eleven seconds left at the end of the first half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah.
2: Literally the old. Thing that could have burned you, if you got burned on. Or you guys
0: are not winning today. <laughs> no, and like, I, I mean, we'll save the Cowboys for last because obviously they're the most, <laughs> they're America's team, and they're the most interesting. But like, two teams that got kind of pretty thoroughly embarrassed uh, were the Cardinals and the Eagles. I felt that the while the Eagles got embarrassed a little bit, they also. They didn't embarrass themselves, you know what I mean? Like they, they showed up and they they kind of you know, they gave it their all. They just
2: and you know what? weren't they got as good as an the... absolutely horrific matchup. Yeah, like like they, they go up against a team that you know that Tampa Bay had struggled against the run, uh, but that was just because Levante David was out. They go up against a team that just is is has like all these incredible run-stuffing players, these athletic guys like Levante David and Devin White. And then in the interior, you've got Sue and you've got Vita Vea. Like they just went up against the worst possible team for an offense that wants to move the ball the way they do. Yeah. Worst possible
0: team. Yeah, and the Eagles showed a little pride at the end, and we said that they had, you know, they had the ball and they they had the chance to cover, which would have been kind of like terrible, but also funny at the same time. The Cardinals, man, I thought that was the most embarrassing shit I'd I'd seen all weekend. That Monday night game, they didn't even bother to show up. That was so bad. I I didn't. That like.
2: Well, on the Eagles, by the way, if you're an Eagles fan, they have picks 15, yeah. 16, and 19. First round.
0: And you Ooh. made the playoffs. And you made the playoffs. That's a great spot to be in overall, right? If you yeah. nail nail even yep. one or two of those,
2: that's not bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. The that's Cardinals you do, and
2: you can go wherever you want on the passport pretty. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. You can
2: move up, you can move down. You got lots of options. The Cardinals, uh, that was an absolute embarrassment.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't know what do you do with Kyler Murray because Murray's got one year left on on his on his rookie deal, right? Like, what, what kind of price is he uh, fetching? No, what, you
2: do, what you do is. Um, and easier said than done. You draft better for starters. Yeah. That's like the first thing you do. Um, but it, it, you just got to find better players. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, you know, you've got a year left here of Kyler Murray on the rookie deal where you're getting him far below market value. You've got to take advantage of that deal hard. And to the credit, they tried that this year. They go out and they get JJ Watt. And he was banged up for a lot of the year, and he didn't mm-hmm. make much of a difference, obviously Shocker, in his game. Right? But they got to get Rodney, Rodney Hudson, who made a huge difference this year. I thought he was really good. Um, they need to figure out the right side of their offensive line, and they need to find some people who can be big-time playmakers who are not named DeAndre Hopkins. And look, they they invested heavy draft capital in Andy Isabella, who was taken that same second round, by the way, of all those other players were taken. Them, I was just listing earlier. Uh, that has not worked out very well. Uh, They invested draft capital in Christian Kirk, who's now a free agent. I suspect he's going to be gone. Uh, But they've got a lot. They've got some cap space. They've got some cap space and they've got some ability to do some things this offseason. And they damn well better because they have not put a good enough roster, in my opinion, around Murray. And there's a little bit of of, obviously you want to put some stuff on Kingsbury. That is fine with me. Uh, But they just haven't put enough. uh, So this to me is on Steve Kine, what happened on Monday. That's the person who's on the most is the roster wasn't good enough. And it was very clear when we're seeing the right side of their offensive line just get absolutely devoured by Von Miller and Aaron Donald over and over again, that that is a problem. So they've got to fix that.
0: And I tweeted this in the moment, too, that I thought that, like I know everybody wants to dogpile on Cliff Kingsbury, and there's certainly enough evidence to show that the second hat, like after you adjust to Cliff Kingsbury in the second half of seasons, be it at the collegiate level or the professional level, that he has trouble, you know, adjusting back. But man, that that game on Monday, I would, that, that to me that was on the players. That was on the players. Not one person in that game seemed interested in playing that football game. That was. I, I would be embarrassed if I suited up for the for the Cardinals in that game. I I really would be. I thought I thought that was, that, that I thought that was horrendous on all levels, it's like just effort wise, and like ugh. and like the Buda Baker thing was obviously terrible. But like that's the thing we'll we'll likely discuss in uh, when we're talking about the 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 Rams, uh, Bucks game. Is that like Cam Akers, He trucked Buda Baker, right? Like he he like that was a run that was missing from the Rams all year. And nobody remembers that highlight because Buda Baker was horribly injured on that play. And thank God he's okay. And he, you know, he tweeted that he was all right, but you know, that, that was something the Rams didn't have all year was the ability to run downhill like that. And, you know, they might have it
2: now. Yeah. And, and, and they, 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 may have, but now like obviously acres is better than any of the two guys are using most of the year, but, um, like, Michelle is better than Henderson. And I understand they thought that Henderson had more of a game-breaking ability. But Michelle, just on a run-to-run basis, is better than Henderson, I
0: think. Yeah. Last team we got to talk about, the Dallas Cowboys. And I want to specifically talk about Troy Aikman. Because, man, he has been on one recently for, like,
2: like... like Troy's just decided that he's untouchable now. I don't I, know what it is, but he can whatever he wants.
0: Uh, yeah, and I love it. God bless. well, just specifically about the Cowboys, right? He's just decided, okay, I'm Mr. Cow I'm I'm basically speaking on behalf of the Cowboys fans, I guess, because man, like at, like after that Eagles Bucks game when he was just pissed off that he had to call that for sixty minutes and then didn't get to end yeah. to call the Cowboys game.
2: <laughs> and they, they start talking about Cowboys, uh, Cowboys forty nine ers and Trump's like, yeah, some people probably wish they were calling that game. <laughs> yeah. I'm like all right, Troy. Like we get yeah. it. You're pissed off at the NFL. You're yeah. Pissed off at the TV deal. We understand. Okay, moving
0: on. And then the other. And then the other thing he said I think, yesterday, where he was just like. He... <laughs> He said about the Cowboys, he's like, well, yeah, well, if you make the playoffs and you lose in the first round, you're really no better than, like, the Giants and the Jets, or the or the Jaguars and the Jets, anyway. I was like, oh, oh boy, that is Roy, just... Yeah. there's no need. Gosh. No. This is off the top rope with the elbow. To like... Oh, man. Billy, what did you make I of that? Well, yeah, Bill go first. No, I was gonna say Billy, what did you what what was running through your mind when uh, Dak Prescott took off with eight seconds left and no timeouts running up the middle of the field?
1: I think if you are successful throwing the ball five times in a row, the odds of you like running up the middle of the field when you have no timeouts like best case scenario there is eight yards. You were never gonna scamper for thirty, right? like yeah. I, I, I don't get it. They they sacrificed their shot at the end zone. Like, from where they were, they would have had, you know what, a 30-yard pass? Like, that's not crazy. I think it's 40.
2: But yeah. they, they, had two shots from, they could have had two 40-yard shots from there if they were so inclined.
1: Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to a run, which had a 0% success shot. So, I, I, I don't get
2: and it. Their, I, their thought process was, hey, we get up the ball, we spike it, uh, which doesn't involve... And look, the referee looked not graceful in that situation no uh we get up to the ball like it and we have a shot from the 28 as opposed to a shot uh, one shot from the 28 as opposed to two from the 40 which you know fair enough maybe if you, if you think the odds from the 28 are better than twice from the 40 i think that that's a reasonable reasonable conclusion but to, the, the cowboys fans complaining about the officiating uh if you're gonna run up the middle with eight seconds left and no timeouts like you know the ref has to come set the ball Like, you're basically spinning the roulette wheel to decide whether he's going to be up there quick enough for you to be able to spike it. So when the roulette wheel lands on red as opposed to black, like, you're the one that threw the ball, guys. Like, that's, or ran the ball, but you know what I mean. Like, you're the one that put the ball on the roulette wheel, so don't be mad when it comes up the way that you didn't want. There's about a 50-50 chance of that ref getting there on time. (laughs) Like, it's not just the players in the field that have to run up like that. So... There's uh, it was it was just something that and, and hey, maybe you want to run it so Dak just goes down at the you know 32 yard line as opposed to the 28. That's fine too. You probably have enough time that way, but that's not what you did. So it's not on the officials. The Cowboys played lousy for most of the game. Uh, they couldn't start moving the ball until Nick Bosa was out in the second half, and even then the Niners' defensive line was really taking it to them. Uh, I think the Cowboys have a good roster. I think that they got a little unlucky with the matchups here um if i'm the cowboys i run things back as best i can they've got some draft picks loaded up here from uh, some comp picks so they should be able to replenish the roster that way uh i would suspect that cedric wilson's going to be gone i would uh, suspect that dalton schultz is going to be gone those guys are good players but they they can replace those players so we'll see what they do but i think that uh, uh the cowboys are are going to be okay they probably should have fired mike mccarthy
0: though <laughs> yeah I can yeah, I could not believe that uh, because I
2: I sent you guys the old uh,
0: the old Vince McMahon of Mike McCarthy. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're back. We don't know why, but you're back, and I don't get it. But like
2: I like, like crazy Gary Jones that would just do random things for no reason. That the, guy hasn't been around. Like, the only guy he irrationally fired. It's the guy who won him three Super Bowls. <laughs> like, what are we? What is this? I don't. I don't understand it. Well, no, he, he... like he gave, he only gave Dave Campo a year. There's been a couple other guys over the years. True. Yeah. I mean, where he's, Jerry's just been like, you know what? No, forget it. Screw this. Like, you're you're not you're not you're you're done here. Uh, but he like. You know, Jason Garrett, obviously, he stuck with him through thick and thin. Yeah, a lot of thin. Wade
0: Phillips was there uh, for a long time, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there was a few guys like that where people were like, oh, yeah, when's Jerry going to fire this guy? just taking a little while longer. So, uh, McCarthy gets one more year. I <laughs> thought they should have. So I thought – like, they're going to lose at least one, maybe both their coordinators to the head coaching process here. Like, wouldn't they be better off with either of those guys as head coach, Kelly oh. Moore
0: or Dan – well, a lot of people are speculating on the Kellen Moore thing. I'm dubious on the Kellen Moore thing, though. Um, the like, because the, the run play wasn't even the funniest part of the game to me. The funniest part was the double fake punt. Like, you remember when that happened? Like, first off, yes. they like it was a spot where they shouldn't have punted. It, yeah, it was a spot where they shouldn't they shouldn't have punted. So I texted you and I was like, "What the hell are they doing?" And then they faked it and got away with it. And I was like, and and I was and, and I immediately texted you, Craig, and I said, I, I, I said. Uh, I was like, well, the reason that play worked is cuz I think the 49ers know that McCarthy's dumb enough to actually punt there. So they were really so they were just like, yeah, he's punting here. This is not a fake. And then they line up for the fake punt like double time and like it was f- like And the call on that play was fucking hilarious because Tony Romo's going, oh, I've seen this before, Jim. They're going to do the double fake punt. And Jim Nance is like, what a professional Nance is because you could tell in the inflection of his voice, he wanted to turn and be like, what the hell are you talking about, Tony? A double fake punt? You, like, this is asinine. Why are you doing this? And he's like, they're trying to steal a timeout. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like,
2: so like and You're Kyle Shanahan. You're sitting there. And look, Kyle Shanahan did not have a great Sunday. Like, as a play caller, I thought he had a pretty good Sunday. Sunday, but game in, yeah. he did not. If you're Kyle no. Shanahan, you're thinking, to yourself, oh, the clock's just running? You know what? You guys just, you can have whatever you want. They, sent, the their the <laughs> they you sent their want. punter I'm in motion. They sent their punter in motion. i calling a timeout. Yeah, yes. I'm not calling a timeout. So we're just going to let this clock run. And, oh, yeah, you're going to delay a game. Great job, everybody. Yes. Um, but let's talk about how, how close, like, because, like, let's just say Dallas gets their shot from the 28 and they score. Let's talk yeah. about how close Kyle Shanahan was to wrecking that game.
0: Yeah, well, well he's he's
2: had several fourth and shorts that he needed to go for and didn't do it. Yeah, like, well, he like, did. Like, again, I mean, he did. The but then they got the. Yeah, he... but like, I, just, I like, yay. Why are you doing the weirdo Trent Williams as an eligible receiver play on fourth and
0: short? a 12 year veteran in who who's never had to put his hand in the yeah. ground in motion is going in motion. Well, I, like, what I the hell was that? It. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there's there there's just a lot of but like from a schematic perspective, I thought he had a great game. He did exactly what I thought he yeah. was gonna do. He's doing all this motion stuff. He's trying to get the Cowboys linebackers to use their speed against themselves and get out of position. They did a great job with that stuff. But d uh, isn't the comparison here Philadelphia Andy Reid from the perspective of ooh, cool game plan stuff. What the hell is your clock management? <laughs> <Yeah. Like, laughs> it's not
0: yeah, Andy, that's, that's know, not bad.
2: What is at this point
0: yeah, you're you're not bad. I think he it seems like he's that's a great comparison. He seems to have picked up that mantle because man, like because I mean he didn't go for it earlier in the game when he should have, and then he did on the on the fourth and inches when I I don't know if they had enough to overturn that first down in the first place. So I can't believe the Cowboys got the ball back in the first place, but that was that was nuts. Um, but yeah, I'll he just
2: before we get it, before we get into the games this weekend, I'll ask you guys this. Um, Game on the line, you've got a coach Who's uh, making the decisions for your team As far as clock management, game management goes Who do you want? Which coach do you pick? Right now? Yeah
0: (sighs) I mean, it can I guess we're saying Belichick's off the board, right?
2: (laughs) Well, no, if you want to say Belichick, that's fine
0: I think it's, if I'm taking Belichick off the board
2: I think that the answer is clear And Uh... it's someone who has a Belichick connection
0: yeah, I mean, I'm I might go with the Bills' coach. Man, he's been making some smart decisions. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: fair. I will say Mike Vrabel.
0: Vrabel, yeah, Vrabel's good too. Yeah, for sure.
2: For they,
0: me. I mean, they're all getting. I mean, here's the thing: they're a lot of the head coaches are getting a lot better at this stuff to the point where the guys who aren't good at it stick out like a sore thumb, like your Kyle Shanahan's yes. and whatnot. I mean, where where you're right.
2: like, yeah, John, there's a John lot of our, John that also a good. To that.
0: Yeah. And like and like no. like Kyle Shanahan's also a guy who calls such a good game that you're like why are you like this in the fourth quarter <laughs> like, like it's just like what are you doing Don bud?
2: Harbaugh's not good to answer to that question yeah Don yeah Harbaugh's extremely
0: yeah he's not bad
2: I've never well, had a huge issue with anything Tomlin did
0: yeah yeah, yeah no,
2: and, and and what I'll say, and we reference it all the time, and it's from like us watching football 13 years ago. Yeah. Remember that random game where it was, it was the overtime game? It was Steelers Falcons. Yeah. And there was this shot on one side when when, when uh, Mike, Mike Smith, Smith was coaching. Yeah, it was Mike Smith. Thomas, and he's running up down the sidelines, and he just like is frantically calling timeout. And then there was a time when I think he was like <laughs> icing a kicker, but Mike Tomlin was just standing there, in his aviator glasses standing right next to the referee, yeah. arms crossed, and just says timeout yeah (laughs) out of the side of it it was so so gangster it was so
0: gangster yeah he was just like timeout
2: it's just so cool yeah (laughs) oh pittsburgh who also lost this week and then we'll get into this week's games um i'm fascinated to see what that team looks like with a, a real quarterback
0: well, did according not. to Mason Rudolph, they're not going to have them. They're not going to have a real quarterback if, if, for another if, year.
2: If the plan is Mason Rudolph is going to be the quarterback next year, then I'm excited to see what they look like with a real quarterback in 2023. Like he
0: he he tweeted, or he had that interview. I think it was on ESPN where he said it's going to be nice th- to know next year that I'm not going to be stepping on anybody's toes. And I was just like,
2: oh, sweetie, honey, <laughs> baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, if Minnesota opts for the full teardown, yeah. Isn't that a cousin
0: spot? It's not bad. It's not bad. We'd have to. We'd have to wait and see. I mean, it'll be. It'll be interesting. But that's a podcast. That for, might, that's an off-season conversation for sure. Yeah,
2: that's an option. But I think that might be the cousin spot if they do that.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about this week. We're going to try to uh, keep the good vibes going as we've had a pretty good – we had a good round one. We had a good wild card round. Let's see if we can keep it going in the divisional round. First up, Cincinnati Bengals head to Cincinnati to take on the bye week AFC team, Tennessee Titans. The Titans are laying three and a half. The line has stayed at three and a half. It opened up at three and a half, and it's been there all week. Um, Tail of the tape for this one. Bengals are now ten and seven against the spread, and the Tennessee Titans were also ten and seven. So not much to discern there. So actually the Bengals are because they covered right. So they're. Yeah, the Bengals covered. So they're actually 11 and 7 against the Sprite, but not much to discern there either. DVOA rankings, this one's hilarious. Uh Cincinnati 17th, Tennessee 20th. So two bottom 15 oh. teams playing according to DVOA, playing everybody in Everybody
2: else is top, Everybody else left this week is top 9 or better.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is on paper the worst matchup, but this 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 one is is Fascinating to me, though, because I, I this a, there's a real dichotomy in styles here. And the Titans, for the first time this year, might have everybody healthy. Derrick Henry was activated from the IR. Uh, it looks like Julio Jones is going to play in this game. AJ Brown has been back. Uh, Titans have all their ducks in a row. I personally,
2: yeah, yep. yeah,
0: I'm 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 laying the the three and a half of the Titans. I think they win a low scoring, grinded out game. Billy, what do you think on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm on the Titans. I I think they've been a capable football team. And, yes, you know, when they didn't have Jones, they often had Brown or or vice versa. Um, but they've always been missing something. They got everybody on the roster here. And and, and Derrick Henry, I think he's like he's one of the most game-changing running backs. There's not many of them left, uh, but he absolutely can change the flow of a, a game. I think Tennessee's going to be firing on all cylinders here. I like Tennessee.
0: All right. I... I, we should have mentioned this last week, and this is why I'm a bad podcaster, I guess. But we didn't do uh, future bets for the opening teams. The Tennessee Titans were 28 to one to win the Super Bowl, and I we should have mentioned at the time that like you got to put some units on that. And when are you going to get a team that's nearly 30 to one that has a first round buy? And can grind it out it, it was them and the niners because the niners were like 22 to one and after they they won they're down to like 17 or 15 or something now and if they get past the packers they're going to be single digits uh so but that's something to think about um titans sorry yeah, go ahead.
1: I imagine either you guys know this but lowest team in dvoa to win a super bowl
0: oh i oh i've heard that the other night. i'm
2: gonna say it was the 2007 giants
0: yeah, they were up there no, for me, sure. But the thing, yeah, the thing that DVOA and and that would uh, the the 2007 Giants were up there. The 2011 Giants were up there too. But the thing about the DVOA that DVOA doesn't measure in the 2011 Giants is the 2011 Giants were wildly unhealthy the entire season and then yeah. got and, yeah. then and then got and then got healthy right before the playoffs started and won and won four straight road games and won a Super Bowl because they were that. That's my biggest score in, in terms of sports betting. Was uh, the, the Giants were fifty to one when the when that uh, when the playoffs kicked off that year? They were fifty to one because they were heading to Atlanta, and uh, I remember I put fifty on that, and <laughs> they went on to win the Super Bowl, and that was great. Um, Titans minus three and a half. Craig, uh, where are you on this one?
2: Uh, I want the Titans, and I'll uh, I'll tell you that my reasoning is uh, at least part of it is I just don't trust the Bengals defense, especially mm-hmm. now. Larry Ogunjobi, who's who's re- been really good for them this year, um, he's not going to play, so all of a sudden they're missing kind of a big force in the middle of their defense. Right when Derrick Henry is going to arrive, I just I think that the 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 Titans' pass rush does enough against the shaky Bengals' offensive line to um, make it so Burrow does not have all day to go find to find Jamar Chase or to find T. Higgins. So I say that uh, the Titans win the game uh, just because they're going to be able to. Uh, being a good spot on, on, on uh, in the trenches on both sides of the ball. All
0: right, so it sounds like we're all on Tennessee minus 3.5 in this one. Uh, how do you guys feel about the over-under in this one? 47.5. I really like the under. I think this is going to be a – Yeah, the, I, I think the under is the bet on this one. Uh, what do you think, Billy?
1: Yeah, I like the under more. I, I think it, like getting Derek Henry back, I, I think Tennessee will control this block – I think Cincinnati's got cable. If if this becomes an air show, I I don't like uh, I don't like Cincinnati's chances uh, as much as Tennessee. So I think it's going to be very conservative and on the ground. So I'll take an under all day long.
0: Uh, first TD for this one. Who you got,
2: Craig? Uh, I will say for me, um, you know what? Let's just do it. Give me Derrick Henry
0: okay uh yeah not exactly going out on a limb the the shortest odds of the entire weekend derrick henry
2: (laughs) there's a reason for that yeah 375
0: i mean man we skunked last week on the uh on the first touchdowns, but there was some money to be had there last week. Dawson Knox, JJ Watt, or TJ Watt scored uh, Michael Uzumola. I mean, oh, we 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 missed on a golden opportunity. Imagine if you'd have parlayed all those guys, we'd have been able to retire. <laughs> right? Like yeah it was a... Uh, Billy, who you got for first touchdown in on this one?
1: I will say Cincinnati strikes first. I'll go Jamar Chase.
0: Okay. I like that. I'm gonna say
1: uh,
0: I'm going to say Joe Burrow. I'm going to say Joe Burrow rushes okay. it in. On a, uh, uh, I'm going to say he, on a quarterback sneak, uh, he rushes one in. Um, one of the reasons I think uh, the Tennessee Titans are going to win this game the Bengals, Bengals Nation really celebrated that win last week. Like it was Super Bowl. I think they might have shot their wad a little bit prematurely on uh, what might have just been a wild card round instead of the actual yeah, Super Bowl. I'll well
2: say from the Bengals perspective, the Bengals team building perspective, they're in the gravy zone now. Absolutely. You yeah. know, whatever happens, happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, a very interesting matchup, one that has had a lot of consternation going on. Uh, one of the quarterbacks in this game is going to be playing Hurt, and uh, the other one is pretending to uh, be playing Hurt and is a real jackass in real life. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers head to Green Bay to take on the number one seeded Packers. This line's seen a little bit of movement, just ever so slightly. It opened up at Packers minus six, and it immediately moved down to Packers minus five and a half, where it spent most of the week. And it is now rested at Packers minus five. So just uh down one side going in the Niners direction. Uh tail of the tape for this one, DVOA-wise, Green Bay ninth, San Francisco sixth, uh as far as the spread goes packers with a pretty historic 12 and 5 they were second best against the spread this year and the san francisco 49ers are 10 and 9 so the packers have been uh marketably better against the spread i'm taking the niners i'm taking the niners to upset the packers uh i i know this this seems to be the most popular upset pick of the weekend i think but uh the, the, it's there. The money is coming in on the, on the Niners. The tickets are coming in on the Packers, which suggests that the Sharps are on the Packers, which makes sense because the line's moved a little bit. Um, I know Jimmy G's shoulder is really jacked up, but um, last time Jimmy G faced the Packers, he didn't even have to throw the ball double-digit times for them to completely blow out the Packers. I think we can see something somewhat similar in this game. Um... Supposed to be super cold in this one too, but I'm I'm on I'm on the Niners. I think I think they they call a better game and, and win it. And the Packers special teams is, is going to come back to haunt them in this game too. Craig, what do you think about this one?
2: I'm with uh, I'm with the Packers, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, I think that the, the the Packers offensive line is going to be in the best shape we've seen it all season. They're going to have back Diary back. They're going to be a nice spot. Think. I think they'll I think they'll be able to give Rodgers a little bit of time, and I just think that Jimmy. We'll screw this up. Like at some point, isn't Jimmy going to make a throw? Like he tried to give the Dallas Cowboys that game this past week. Wor- best-
0: that was a worst. That actually no. The, uh, the I was going to say that was the worst throw of the weekend. That was the second worst throw of the weekend. The worst throw of the weekend was Kyler Murray on the two on, on, in his own end zone with the two yard pick six. Yeah. But but that that the Jimmy G pick six was insanely avoidable. Or no, it wasn't a pick six, but it was an interception that was insanely avoidable.
2: Um so I just like is it aren't you worried of, uh, if you're taking the Niners here about Jimmy throwing the wrong ball at the wrong time? I just think that the the the, the, the Niners had a, a great game against Dallas and they should be able to move the ball. I think they'll be able to run the ball well in this game. But I, I just think that Rodgers will be able to figure it out when it matters and, and give me the Packers to win, and I'll take them covered the spread too. Okay.
0: Uh Billy, uh I'm on the Niners. Craig's on the Packers tiebreaker.
1: Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on the Packers to win, but I like the Niners to cover here. I, the Niners have played a lot of close games, especially with good teams. I, I like them to be able to keep this one close. Yes, you know, I, I can absolutely see Rodgers moving the ball pretty well, but I, I see no reason why San Francisco can't. Uh, they got a little unique, like I, what did Debo had like 10 carries last week or something? It was kind of uh, unique on that front. I think they'll mix it up a little bit. They'll be able to move the ball and they'll keep it close here.
0: Yeah, that was another thing that I mean we're talking about Troy Aikman. I know it's a bit off topic, but like we were talking about Troy Aikman. One thing he did say that, um, but as far as the Cowboys' loss go was uh, in because then I was reminded of it because you were talking about how many touches Debo got there was C D Lamb having one. Yeah, Ceedee Lamb getting yeah. two targets, two targets yeah. the entire game, one for one catch. Like, what is that? Like. Yeah. And I know this is, like, a lot of this is, like, mired in, like, fantasy football where you just want to see, like, the best players. But, I mean, like, sometimes you just got to get your – you just got to get your players the ball, right? Like, like get CeeDee Lamb. That's,
2: that's, like, what does what Kyle – like, Kyle Shanahan knows that the 49ers offense is at its best when yeah. Debo Samuel has the ball in his hands. Yeah. So they do a bunch of scheme stuff to make sure that happens on a very regular basis. Yeah. I think the it, Cowboys probably doing stuff like that for CeeDee Lamb.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I didn't get that whatsoever. Right, like it's just that that was something weird. And and the yeah, and the Niners I think do that. They get the balls to their playmakers, and I, I really do think like like Billy asked a question earlier. What the worst team to win the uh, the Super Bowl was with in DVOA? Uh, the worst team to do with special teams wise was um, was the 06 Colts who, if you remember, famously gave up a kick-return touchdown <laughs> to uh, Devin Hester for whatever reason. Um, but if the Green That's Bay Packers... That's
2: a fascinating story I saw about that online. This uh, week, uh, yeah. About that. Did you well when uh, Tony Dungy was like, Well, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, uh, G- David was not afraid of Goliath, and you know, uh, we should be just, you know, kicking and doing our regular stuff." This is all the night before the Super Bowl when they had spent two weeks saying we're not. Yeah, I, no, I no,
0: I'd I'd heard uh, I'd heard the story I'd I'd heard that story told before that Dungy said I want to kick it straight off to Devin Hester just to let him know that we're not afraid of him right off the hat. I had heard that story in the past. What I did not know and that new story, uh, uh, you know brought into light was the fact that he spent two weeks saying we're not going to kick it to Devin hester and then like basically 10 hours before the game started was like nah let's kick it right at
2: him and it was like, what what are you doing here's here's, 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 where his, here's where his analogy goes really badly yeah. if there if it's a david and goliath situation that super bowl and you're on the team with peyton manning marvin harrison and reggie wayne you are not david yeah that's
0: not you yeah like, that's the other- yeah. Also, David was only fighting one guy, and and David, if he could have been like, pretty sure if David could have been like, had his choice to not fight Goliath, he would have been like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take someone a little further down the trough, maybe, right? But like, <laughs> it just, but yeah, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, they will be the worst. Uh, they will have the worst special teams in the history of. Uh, I, I just, man, I just, their defense is so bad, and uh, or not bad, but their defense is so mediocre, and their special teams is so bad that I'm having trouble with this. Uh, uh, Working on this Packers team I just think there's like there's mistakes to be made And it's not the most likely outcome of this Aaron Rodgers Basically plays a perfect game of football But like this Like the rest of the Packers units kind of Mess it up for him and
2: then we're right back Oh that's possible and I could see the Packers Defense having a very very hard time Yeah I just think that If if Rodgers has a bunch of time To just sit back there like the Niners are going to get carved they're going to get carved so we'll see. Maybe he won't. And look, the Niners' defensive line was fantastic against Dallas. Uh, it's a different animal this week against Green Bay. Uh, I just think that Rodgers will have enough time that he'll be up. Able... Like is it the secondary, like they have some guys that can make some plays, but the secondary is where you get the Niners and Aaron Rodgers plays for Green Bay. So that's that. That's the that's why analysis for this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. As far as the over/under, I'm I'm on. It's a little bit chalky, but I'm on the over for this one. I'm picturing like a 27, 24 type of game here, so I'm 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 on the over for the 47. What do you think, Billy?
1: 47. I, I, yeah, I better go with the over here. I I think, like we said, Rogers will be able to move the ball. San Francisco may be on the ground, but there'll still be some points to be scored. So I'll go with the over.
0: What about you, Craig?
2: right on the line
0: um sevens mm-hmm. a good number I'll,
2: yeah I'll, I'll take the under i think that uh, kicking will be hard enough that uh that it's not going to be something that really happens a lot so uh if you take a couple of goals off the board me the under all
0: right um first touchdown craig who you got in this one
2: i will take um and this might be my favorite play in the nfl right now what i'm about to describe uh when green bay's at the one yard line and they just have Devontae as the as, as just like you know either in the slot or, or just the one guy on the side of the formation and have him up against one corner and then just have him run this crazy route where he just moves his body all back and forth. That corner looks like he's been you know, spun around like he's in a Bugs Bunny cartoon for a second. And Rodgers just hits Adams and he strolls into the end zone. That's my favorite play to watch right now. Give me mm-hmm. Devontae Adams.
0: All right. So you've taken the number one and the number two most uh, shortest odds of the weekend so far. And i yeah, commend you it's, for it.
2: There's a reason why those guys have the shortest odds. That's
0: true. It's <laughs> true. I'm going to go A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon gets a, gets a goal line carry. And they just hand it off to him he, he I'm, I'm sticking with the goal line carries here uh, Billy who you got uh, first touchdown Packers Niners
1: I feel like I should probably choose a Niner here uh, let's go Debo Samuel all
0: right all right
1: Okay, um, next up, we
0: head to the Sunday games, and the first Sunday afternoon game, the Los Angeles Rams, congratulations to Matt Stafford on getting that first playoff win, um, heads to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers, and gentlemen, we've got a game that they're saying is a coin flip, because the Buccaneers have the three-point home bump, and that is where this line has stayed all week. It opened up at bucks minus three, and it has been bucks minus three, the whole way I've seen sharps draft on both Kings? yep
2: draft Kings has this at Tampa bay two and a half
0: Wow, so they actually moved a little bit. That's crazy. Look,
2: there's um, some, there's much, some Rams money coming in over there.
0: Either that or either that or DraftKings is doing one of those weird promos where they're trying to get a little bit more money or whatever. You got to be careful with the with the DraftKings on those little half point movements. But yeah, maybe. But I mean, I've seen I've seen sharps have their money on both sides of this game, so there's not really much to discern. So um, it, we're we're not getting much from the league. There's been a lot of sharp money on both sides of what is ostensibly a coin flip game. So uh, nothing uh, nothing the 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 Joe's like. Like the three of us are able to discern from the betting patterns of the uh, of the of the the, the sharper betters on this one. Uh, first tail of the tape uh, Ram's fifth DVOA nine or 6th, or sorry Ram's fifth in DVOA, Buccaneers third in DVOA uh, as far as the spreads go, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 10 and eight. And the where are you the Rams and the Rams are, are nine and nine so nothing there. <sighs> the the only bet I'm sure that I love on this one is the under. I love the under in this game. It's at 48. I think this is going to be a grinded out game. I'm picturing like a like a 2017 type of game here. So I love the under. I don't feel strongly about it, but I think I'm on the Rams. I think I think I'm on the Rams. I think I'm on the Rams. I liked I liked what I saw, and, and like the, the thing I keep coming back to is Stafford is finally like he's going to spend all week. It's it's not quite the Bengals thing where the Bengals were like you know a lot of the Bengals brass, which I do think it's cool that they did this going around to bars giving away game balls and stuff. That's good. That's you want to be in with the community and stuff. I think that's smart. But the Bengals were celebrating it like. They just won a Super Bowl, whereas the Rams—they were like,
2: celebrating it like it was their first playoff win in 30 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which you know, I imagine <laughs> if if I ever get to witness my Detroit Lions ever win a a Super Bowl or a playoff game again, I imagine that they'll they'll do something slightly similar, probably even more embarrassing. But the 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 Rams—they got that win, and it was just all business afterward. And then Matt Stafford doesn't have to field all uh, questions all week about you know how come you don't have a playoff win. I'm 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 on the Rams. Stafford looked good. Bucs aren't going to go down easy. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the plus the minus three is just such a brilliant line, and I'm a, I'm on the Rams. I'm on the Rams. Craig, what do you think?
2: I'm on the Rams too, and I'll tell you why. Um, look, I know the Rams are, are missing a couple of guys. They're missing Whitworth, and they're they're going to be still still missing Taylor Rapp, which is a problem. But uh, they've like No Boom has been a, a fine filling in for Whitworth. So I think they're okay there. Uh, but here's what I'll say about the Buccaneers. And look, Tom Brady's great and he of course is you know he's got all the all the hardware you could possibly imagine at some point though when you're talking about missing guys as good as chris godwin you're missing antonio brown a little bit different reason and you go to the offensive line now which have been pretty steady for them like this whole run they've been on tristan Wirfs a long shot to play this weekend so says tom Pelisario. ryan jensen their center may not go this weekend at the very least if you get those guys in the game they're gonna be limited I just think that, you know, we've seen what limited tackles can do to Tom Brady in a playoff game before with uh, who was rushing the passer in that 2015 AFC championship game. Yes, it was Vaughn Miller. Uh, So now Aaron Donald's part of this as well. I just think that the Rams are going to be able to get to Brady. I think that the Rams offense is far, far, far more equipped to take advantage of the the issues the Buccaneers have in secondary than Philadelphia ever would have been uh so i think the rams win this game yeah i think they're the winners
0: billy who you got in this one we're both on the rams
1: yeah i like i like the rams as well here i think that i I mean brady just a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago showed us that he can get you know when he gets uh gets too much pressure he can get frustrated He, he was he went scoreless against the saints i think it was Um I think they'll be able to get to him. I think uh the the Rams offense will be able to move the ball on this Bucks defense. I think this is probably my favorite game this week. Uh but I I like the Rams to cover. I like the Rams on the money line. I think the Rams are the ones advancing here, so it should be a good game.
2: Yeah. Uh here's the other thing I'll say. Tampa Bay has one threat on the outside right now, which is Evans, obviously. I'm fascinated to see what the Rams do with Jalen Ramsey in this game. Is he just following Evans all over the place? Like, what are you doing with Ramsey? That is going to be interesting to me. It should be.
0: Like, the Bucks have the rest advantage. I mean, they played on Saturday, and the uh, Rams yeah, played on true, Monday. Man. There, There is that, 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 which is the first time that's ever happened in, in, in a divisional round. But.
2: Bucks got more banged up in that Saturday game than the Rams did on the Sunday. That's for
0: game. sure. Yeah, considering well, the Rams only had to play half a game, so who got more rest? Technically, I <laughs> That's guess this is correct, right? Yeah, gentlemen. If the Buccaneers were to lose this football game, is this Tom Brady's last NFL game? Oh God, no! No, no. You're I don't certain. You're certain. I think, yeah, I think you're right, too. I think I agree. I think he wants to hit that magical 45. And I don't know if you guys – well, actually, well, let's get Bill's opinion before I tail off of that. Billy, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think Brady seems like the type that he's going to hint at it a little bit. Um, if he wins here, he might choose to go down like that, but certainly not if they lose. Uh,
0: have you guys – any of you guys deigned to watch the, uh, the Man in the Arena series that ESPN has been showing? I have not. I, I watched a couple of them, and I would wager that the potato faces likely watched it with the same eyes wide open as the Hitler Youth likely did, as far as the uh, the propaganda films oh. went. Because it's it's literally propaganda. It's it's. Pure nonsense is what it is. It's are it's, they
2: trying to give it a, a last dance vibe? Was that what they're trying to do? A
0: little bit, a little bit. Well, I didn't, I didn't watch it all. I mean, because like full disclosure, I only watched the episodes that were on the Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost. Because quite frankly, I don't want to watch the the thing where Tom Brady's watching, this, you know, talking about the Super Bowls he won. But yeah, it was it was very. It's basically some sort of weird modern age propaganda. But yeah, that I would say that was the. Uh, that was the vibe that they were going for, was the Michael Jordan last dance, but with uh, with, with uh, Tom Brady just kind of talking about how, you know, how great he was and what he had to do to change his body after every Super Bowl and whatnot, which, eh, yeah, not for me, not for me. <laughs> would not recommend, would not recommend. Um, so, yeah, so we're all on the Rams in this game. Last up, and boy, did they save the best for last because, like, good Lord, um, the Buffalo Bills. Coming off a perfect game of football, a damn near perfect game of football, take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This line has seen ever so slight movement. It opened up at Chiefs minus two and a half, and just this morning was bet down to Chiefs minus two. Um, the public is on the Bills, surprisingly, in this game. I've I've noticed that sharps are sharps are a little bit more. Our sharps are a little bit on the Bills too, but I've seen some sharps come at some sharp uh, groups. Come in and put some money on the Chiefs as well. But um, have you that betting MGM on.
2: MGM has it down to one and a half. Wow.
0: Um, well, let me do but the tail of the tape and then we'll get into this. Buffalo, number two in DVA, DVOA, um, but technically our number one because Dallas is eliminated, who are still ranked number one by DVOA. Um, Buffalo is number two and Kansas City's number seven. So, I mean, that's just. Glorious! The Kansas City Chiefs are nine nine against the spread, and the Buffalo Bills are ten six and two. So not much going on there. I, I'm on the Chiefs. I'm on, I'm on the Chiefs. I don't. I don't. I, this is this is. I mean, I, the Bills played a perfect brand of football. I think this is going to be a glorious game of football. But I'm falling back on some, some – I'm just falling back on the old gambling adages, and what I've got is a short home favorite that, oh, by the way, is helmed by Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's been to three straight conference title games and won a Super Bowl in there in the middle of it too. So I'm, I'm the, like – we, I know we all want to, to crown Josh Allen and this Bills team because they are fun as hell to watch. But a great man once said, gentlemen, that to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. And the Bills have not beat the man yet. And that man is Patrick Mahomes. And they're heading into his building, not Orchard Park this weekend. I'm on the Chiefs. Billy, what do you think?
1: This one was a tough call. But I I think I like the Chiefs. Beginning of the season, I was, I was all over the, the Bills in a situation like this. But the Chiefs have, have got a little rhythm on their defense now. The offense is looking pretty good. Um, they made short work of, uh, Pittsburgh last week. I, I think the chiefs are playing to their potential and when they are playing to their potential, no one really can beat them. So I would love to see Buffalo win here. I really would, but I I do think it's the chiefs.
0: All right, Billy and I are on the chiefs. Craig, any dissenting opinions?
2: I'm going to go the other way. Oh, there it is. Well, you were right last week. A couple reasons. One, I'm a styling, profiling, limbo <laughs> riding, jet flying, Kisteel and wheeling, dealing's on the gun. So there's that. Uh, here, here's what it comes down to for me. Uh, both these quarterbacks are on a bit of a heater right now. Josh Allen might as well have been playing with the he's on fire from NBA Jam.
0: I think he was, actually. I don't. I, like, <laughs> I, I thought I saw evidence suggesting he was. Like, it was supposed to be cold out there, but the ball was steaming.
2: Um. I think both these quarterbacks are on a the heater. They're both playing well. I think that at some point, you're going to have to count on a defense to make a play. And I'd rather count on the defense that's playing with Josh Allen than the defense that's playing with Patrick Mahomes. So uh, defensive DVOA, Buffalo, number one. Pretty good defense. And two elite safeties, by the way. That has given Kansas City a little bit of trouble in the last two matchups. Uh, Kansas City sitting at 24 in defensive DVOA. Um, Bill's offense is finally sort of figuring some things out They're running the ball all of a sudden They did that against New England Uh, Mm -hmm. They're doing some fun stuff, getting McKenzie the ball as a runner Uh, They're just going with far more Singletary than they are with with, with Moss Which I think is an improvement, which is good Um, They didn't even have to use Allen as a runner this weekend Because why would you if if everything else is going your way Um, So I think there might be a couple of those plays in there I think Buffalo wins this game. I think Buffalo's the best team. I think Buffalo's the best team. And if they win this game, look out. Because this is the toughest game they've got left.
0: Yeah. DVOA would it, obviously suggest you're right. And, I, and you brought up a good point there, Craig. Because the one thing that does scare me as far as Buffalo improving their team is is Devin Singletary like the corpse of Devin Singletary has all of a sudden risen from the dead and has made uh, some moves the last two or three weeks that they've been on the field right
2: I think it's just scheme I think the scheme is better I think they're finding more interesting things to do from a running perspective so good on Brian Dable there I like the idea of using Isaiah McKenzie as a runner too like he's 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 got the speed he's got the quickness it just makes you have to think about that stuff when he's on the field uh so yeah I think I think Buffalo's the pick here for me and uh, before, when I at my at my day job on uh, well, I do a bunch of different things at my day job now. But one of those things is picking football games on a classic rock radio station. Uh, I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs, and I saw nothing, nothing this weekend. Uh, this past weekend that would have uh, made me feel as though that pick was not uh, uh, was not warranted. So I'm, I'm I'm still on the Bills. Yeah, it's just to me, it's just I know we
0: all want to crown. The Bills, but Mahomes is sitting right there. And I know, I'm like, this is the other thing is like, man, is the NFL ever just the luckiest of the four leagues? Like, they get damn near 20, they get like 15, close to 15, 20 years of Brady versus Manning. And then we just, without it, was seamlessly, just seamlessly transition into Mahomes v. Allen and oh by the way we'll they're probably some- we're probably going to sprinkle in a little joe burrow against those two guys say, right some joe burrow and yeah yeah we'll see some joe burrow against those three against those two guys as well as hopefully uh, a little bit of justin herbert too right and and yeah and uh yeah and also on the other side uh the old guard of brady v rogers might be the like might be the <laughs> NFC championship game right so <laughs> Like oh god the 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 just what a league what a great league uh, over under for this game um fifty four <laughs> the
2: highest by a full six
0: points of the weekend <laughs> and rightfully so god this is this is so square Chiefs. but I'm for the
2: Chiefs the over is hit seven weeks in a row
0: or yeah a row. it's such a square bet but I'm going with the over too because like the the thing we know about these two teams is they won't quit like they won't stop chucking the ball like regardless of game scenario both these teams might just keep chucking the ball at the end too right so like they're not going to give up so i'm like like the back door will be there as far as hitting the over for me i think i just i'm, I'm on the over billy what do you think
1: oh yeah i'm all over the over here uh, I i think both of these teams are, are gonna air it out because as soon as one scores the other one's gonna feel the pressure um like uh, I think you start seeing them shy away from the run fairly early. Uh, we'll see a lot of back and forth here. I like the over. All right,
2: the scored thirty-eight. The last time these two teams played. Yeah. Do think they get, I don't think they get to thirty-eight again. But how close do you think they get to that number? No, hmm. uh, probably get
0: there. Or get close. I mean, I think this is going to be this is going to be a damn good football game. I'm excited for this one. Glad they ended the week on this one. Um, we
2: Sunday is far more exciting than Saturday. Put it that
0: way. Yeah, I agree. Um. We forgot to do our first touchdown prop for the last two games. So, uh, Billy Rams and uh, the Rams Bucks. Who you got for first touchdown?
1: Rams Bucks. I will go with Mike Evans.
0: Mike Evans. All right. Got there before Craig could. <laughs> I think Craig. Who you
2: got for? Uh... Oh, I was. I was. Uh, this is my plan the whole time. I'm going with Cam Akers.
0: Cam Akers, I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, Cooper Cup in this one. I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the square guy <laughs> as far as that one. And, and there's take a reason
2: Cup. The good players have little numbers. It's because they're good.
0: And it's true. It's true. Um, all right. And who do we want for Kansas City? I haven't picked first yet. I'm gonna pick first for this one. Who do I want for Kansas City? Um, uh, Edwards Hilaire? Nah, not at eight to one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off the board. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mahomes. I'm gonna say Mahomes bootlegs one in early for fifteen. Or no, actually, you no know what? I'm no scratch that. I'm taking Singletary for Buffalo. I think I think Singletary is back from the dead back from the dead. I think he gets a, he gets a nice little rushing touchdown from inside the ten and uh the bill and the Bills go up seven nothing on the opening drive. Uh, Craig, who you got as the first touchdown scorer in Bills Chiefs?
2: I will be taking a man who made me some money this past weekend. Give me Dawson Knox.
0: Oh yeah, he, he, they lowered his odds. He was like eighteen to one last week. He's down fourteen to one this week. I think.
2: Oh okay.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's still good. <laughs> I think that's still good money, right? Uh, what about Billy?
2: I had him as an anytime score, but yes, yeah, my bet did pay. And he had two, didn't he? He did.
0: Nice. Good on him.
1: I well, go with. Let's go. Let's go, Nicole Hardman.
0: That was. Yeah. That was. I was eyeing him because he's 18 to 1. And, you know, if, if. I tell you, if we get the thing where Mahomes takes that, like, that play action three steps to the right and, when they're on their own 27 and all of a sudden the ball's, like, up in the air going 50 yards downfield, I'm going to think that's Nicole Hardman, you know, <laughs> like like coming down with it. uh anytime for Dawson Knox is only two to one now it, it's like it's after last week Craig so he got uh,
2: those odds
0: those odds dipped a little bit after that little two touchdown performance
2: last week Craig, which well, is to be expected I, uh, I got some money out of it last week so I'm okay.
0: true yeah you gotta strike when the iron is not so hot <laughs> in gambling it's, it's, you gotta figure out when the iron isn't hot um but uh, yeah, so as far as the bets go, uh, all three of us like the Titans and the Rams, and then we're a little bit split on uh, a little bit split on the other games. Billy and I like the Niners and the Chiefs, and Craig likes the Packers and Buffalo, which you know those are. Uh it was a good football game. So, uh, yep. Um, so that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and iTunes. Please write and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to be on. So please leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We will be back next week, the three of us breaking down the divisional games and then gambling on the conference title games and i promise that next week i will finally have a non a a, a non-football podcast it will be sports at chase, but uh it, it won't be it won't be football so we're gonna have a little bit more pop culture podcast uh, to talk about next week because uh, we got we got an oldie but a goodie coming up next week so i'm gonna have uh have something different to talk about besides nfl on this podcast for the first time in a while um guys as always pleasure doing this with you thanks for giving me out uh, what are hopefully some wintering bets uh take care and we'll talk to you next week on the crossover podcast